0: What a promise
1: that is I hope you're riding On the clouds of revelation Paul said we're sitting in heavenly places This morning in Christ Jesus No matter what the circumstance is We know he's in control Of all things and that's where we walk in In that faith, amen Let's sing that um, Chorus you're awesome in this place In the key of C. We're going to ask Brother Donnie to prepare For a responsive reading this morning Amen. You
0: are awesome in this place, mighty God. Oh, just worship him. And you are awesome in this place, Abba Father. just lift our hands and worship Him. You are awesome in this place, mighty God. in this place. My, oh, sing it with all your heart. Oh, you are awesome in this place, mighty God.
2: this morning i'm sorry to hear that brother college down in his back and you know all the ones here today that's uh family you know, forgive me for a minute Whew. it's a little crowd here today but i tell you the anointing is here wow if you could see what i see my family love you, all each and every one of you. Took me a long time to get here. I'm glad I'm here. And for the ones that's gone on to their glory, they're having a happy day. Don't miss them because you'll see them real soon. And for the ones that's traveling, be with them. Ask God to lift them up and bless them. We're going to read this morning, and may your hearts be blessed by the opening of the words, that you gain strength from opening of the words and reading of the Bible, that you gain revelation, that it strengthens your hearts, not just for in here, but in here is where the fertilizer's got to hit, and that little plant's got to grow. When you walk out that door, carry it with you. Let that little light shine. Each one of you got a light. Let it shine. Don't be afraid to show it. The world will see it, because it ain't out there. They don't know what it is, but you are blessed. And he said, anytime you had anything that you needed, John 14, 26, he'll come on the scene and you'll have it because you've heard it. Now, as we go to the reading of the word, let's just thank the author. Precious heavenly father, we thank you for this day. Thank you for this place, Lord, that you've prepared for us all these years to come down to this days of adoption, Lord, because we're at it. You brought your word to us with understanding. You put preachers in the pulpit to pound it to us, Lord, and they have. They've worked hard. All of them have, Lord. And bless our preachers that are here now. Be with each one of them. Continue feeding their hearts, Lord, that they may bring your word to us. But most of all, Father, when we come through this door to receive your word, let us be hungry, Lord, as a little brother brought this morning. Keep that love bucket alive inside of us to desire the sincere milk of your word. We ask now, Father, that you forgive us of our sins. Bless those that couldn't make it through the door today. Brother Collie, your back is healed. Just claim it. He said anything you had need of, you could ask it in his name. We asked him that all the ones that are out there sitting afflicted. Brother Dale, he ain't worried. He knows. Just bless him, Lord, and bless the family. Strengthen them, Father, because it's a it's a heavy burden on a person to have to go through all this, Lord. But you know what? Job made it through it. So will we. We ask you now, Lord, as we go to the opening of your word, just touch and bless us, Lord, and strengthen us with this reading of your word. We ask these things in your precious name, Jesus Christ. Amen. We're going to be reading Psalms 40 this morning. Y'all forgive me. Uh, I love these old songs that I remember when we first come here with Brother Dick, singing them. They just... I was a young person in the message, and boy, they have touched my heart, and they've stayed there. They're just kind of imprinted in here. When I hear them sing, I just, it's a hallelujah time. Now, as we read Psalm 40, everybody ready? I waited patiently for the Lord, and he inclined unto me and heard my cry.
1: He brought me
2: up also out of an horrible out of the miry clay set my feet upon a rock and establish my bones. Amen. And he hath put a new song in my mouth, even praise unto God. Many shall see it and fear and shall trust in the Lord. Blessed is that man that maketh the Lord his trust and respecteth not the crowd, nor such as turn aside to lies. Many, O Lord, my God, are thy wonderful works which thou hast done. And thou thoughts which are to us upward, they cannot be reckoned up in order unto thee. If I would declare and speak of them, they are more than can be numbered.
0: Sacrifice and offering that
2: is not Then said I, Lo, I come, in the volume of the book it is written of me. Amen. I have to do thy will, O my God. Yay, thy law is within my heart. I have preached righteousness into the great congregation. Lo, I have not refrained my lips, O Lord, thou knowest. I
0: have not revealed thy righteousness within my heart. I have declared thy faithfulness and thy
2: salvation. I have not concealed thy loving kindness. And thy truth from the great congregation. Withhold not thou tender mercies from me, O Lord. Let thy loving kindness and thy truth continually preserve me. For innumerable evils have compassed me about. Thine iniquities have taken hold upon me, so that I am not able to look up. They are more than the hairs of my head. Therefore, my heart faileth me. Be pleased, O Lord. To deliver me, O Lord, make haste to help me. Let them be ashamed and
3: confounded together that seek after my soul to destroy it. Let them be driven backward and put to shame that wish
2: me evil. Let them be desolate for a reward of their shame that they say unto me, "Uh aha, aha. Let all those that seek
0: me rejoice and be glad in me. Let such as love thy salvation sing continually. The
2: Lord be magnified. Yeah. But I am poor and needy; yet the Lord thinketh upon me. Thou art my help and my deliverer. Make no tarrying. Oh my God. Amen. You may be seated. Thank you. Opening the word.
1: Would you come this morning to give the tithes and offering?
2: in a
1: mighty Amen. 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 Like the scripture that the Donnie read. We're here in our hearts. And it's our heart delighted to do his will. And we're thankful that we know his will this morning. I also want to just continue to pray for um, the Howell family, uh, Sister Audrey. You know, I was thinking about Brother Howell last night. He's been in my thoughts and prayers for years now. But um, I got caught up looking at some pictures. Uh, I always remember him at the Father's Day fishing trip. He was always there. I remember one time and forgive me i don't want to be out of order but one time we were all um we were all there camping and at night and there was a bear that come in the camp and somehow it knew where brother howell was in his fish and he went and he swiped 16 trout and brother howell said that morning he said he also grabbed my sonny d that was his <laughs> orange juice <laughs> And I will never forget that story because all that work and all those trout that he caught his limit and that bear came in there and grabbed it and went out in the woods with his orange juice. So. But I, I tell you, he's where we've been preaching about this morning. The, the, he is living in, in that place with all those who went on before. And, um, you know, we'll see him again. I truly believe that we'll see him again. Amen. Let's uh, let's sing that song, "God on the Mountain," uh, page uh, six ninety-eight, can't see Amen. He's still God in the mountain, God in the valley, and every trial and every victory, He's there with us to build that character and love of Christ in our life. Oh, life is
0: easy, and when you're upon the mountain.
3: you feel like he's not anywhere around it's the same God that when you feel he is around he's right there your cloud may have covered him over but his sun's still shining if you don't mind have a seat for a minute and I'll go over some of these announcements it may take a minute thank you all for your prayers for uh, brother Dale and for um, more importantly now for the Hal Thomas family and, uh, my like brother Joe said, I was kind of reminiscing some things and, and, uh, he was, um, he was a man that could take a coat hanger and a pair of pliers and build the empire state building. Yeah. He, could. Take, he, we'd go fishing or hunting, you know, when I was in earlier life and, and uh I'd have all this gear on, and he's like, you ain't going to need that. You ain't going to need that. You ain't going to need that. Need that. Here's a can of worms. Let's go fishing. That's right. You know, so that's just the way it was. So we're, gonna, we're going to uh, celebrate his going home. Um, do, do you believe the Bible? Amen. you believe the Bible? Amen. Now, what does the Bible tell us? Cry, weep, be sad. That's not what the Bible says. The Bible says in Psalms 116, precious in the sight of the Lord is the death of his saints. Precious. We're supposed to cry when a baby's born and rejoice when someone passes, but we humans have that totally backwards. We love the little baby and we laugh. Well, let's turn this thing around. Let's rejoice. Wouldn't bring him back. Janet wouldn't bring him back. Debbie, none of the family would bring him back. No. No, no, no. You say, well, he's in a better place. He's in the place he's supposed to be. He's in the place that God saw him before the foundation of the world. He didn't take him no sooner. He finished his race. And we sure appreciate the Lord for letting us know him in pretty much all my life. Amen. And pretty much all the life of the of the brothers and sisters here. He's been uh, we started with him in 1968 in Gainesville, and we've known him ever since. So we appreciate the family and, and love them with the love of the Lord. Arrangements will be made later, so we will let you know. Now, uh, for as far as food, uh, see Sister Esther, our sister Rachel. Uh, the church is going to provide the, the meat, uh, but uh, you guys can provide all that other good cooking that you do to feed the family after the funeral so we uh, we sure appreciate them taking the reins and saying we will do it so we you see them if you need anything uh they'll tell you what to bring all right <clears throat> so let me just give you a little update on dad i know and i want you to understand something as even brother Hal thomas's family we all love him we all want to be around him but A man, old man taught me a long time ago, wasn't even a believer. He said, son, he said, when you're a baby, he said, your world is real small. People, it's just you and your family. Your family takes care of you. Your family feeds you. Your family changes your diaper. Your family protects you. Right? Right. All right. Good to have our brother back here with us today. Good to see you, man. God bless you. I'll let Luis introduce you. Um in a minute but then he said as you get old as you get older said you you know you branch out and you you have your own family and you have your own life he said but once you get older he said everything starts coming back together to where you don't travel as much you don't feel like traveling as much you feel like staying at home home is the best vacation you'll ever have when you get older all right so you, Danny's over there shaking his head. But you see everything's coming back together. But what does it come down to? It comes down to your family. Your family's your core. And, and we respect family decisions. We don't make decisions for families except ours. All right? So that's the way we should be. We should, we should be that we respect the decisions of any family that has any um, tragedy or anything that's going on. I told him down at the funeral for the little child the other day, little Lily, I said, look, I said, tragedy does not destroy a Christian. It defines them. You think of that. I didn't get that from a book. I knew it from experience. It defines who you are. You look in the Bible. What would we know of Job if he hadn't went through a tragedy? Samson would have never killed 3,000 Philistines if he hadn't went through a tragedy. So a tragedy should define us and make us stronger and not make us weaker. Amen? So as being Christians, we take tragedy as something that we build on and that we're building on that day-to-day in our daily life. And now we have a church family and we have families branching out. But when it comes down to the time of going home, the death of, of our, our sickness, it just kind of works back down to just your family, all right? And we sure appreciate our church family, um, and we appreciate the family that we've that we've grown to love and, and know, and we appreciate the prayers. I was thinking this morning, I thought, you know, anybody know what a haymaker is? Some of you do not know what a haymaker is. A haymaker is is somebody just comes up and just, I don't want to say that other word, but just... Yeah. Cold knocks you. Yeah. Well, you know, the devil thought he had, he thought he was, you know, going after a child of God. And uh, he got a haymaker. Your prayers. Okay. Your prayers was a haymaker that the devil didn't see coming. It's one of them punches he don't see coming. Listen, I we need to give them back to him. I don't want a haymaker from him. I want to be able to have him to receive one. And knock him out. And I was thinking this morning, all the prayers, you know, we've always talked about a battle. It is a battle. It's even a spiritual battle. Even when you're you're dealing with sickness, there's a battle there. Satan and his demons want to give more to you. God is over here with his angels. Wanting to give you more faith. More strength. More stability. So it's a battle. And that battle is, listen, we're going to absolutely just flood the airwaves. And we have with prayers for even for for Brother Howell's family and also for Dad. Um, uh, One day this past week, I'll just kind of give you a little update. um, Because I I don't want to give, if you give so much information, if you don't give all the details, everybody's got, oh, he's got a brain bleed. He's got a problem. Well, let me explain just a few minutes what went on. Uh, he come to a place. He was, he was unresponsive. He wouldn't eat and he wouldn't talk and he couldn't get out of a chair by himself. So, um, Terrence and mom and them were there. There was a therapist there that was looking at him and she said, you need to call, called the, uh, and, and let them check him out. So when they checked him out, they said, hold, oh, you know, assessing what they, what they saw, they said, you need to take him to the emergency room. All right. So we took him to the emergency room. <clears throat> he was very weak and, um, he stayed in there. That place was packed. I'm telling you, this sickness is just, the world is just sick. Right. They were treating people out in the ER. Well, y'all know some of your nurses. They were treating people out in the ER. They weren't even taking them back to the back. And me and Terrence and Anna sat outside. Boy, there's some weird people out there too. But we sat outside, and I don't know there was a sign on us that said, one lady asked, y'all Christians? We said, yeah. She said, are y'all Christian witches? She said, you know, there's good witches. I don't know what Ann or T said to her, but she turned and went the other way. So, anywho, I didn't know there was Christian witches. First thing I'd heard, first time I'd heard. So, uh, she just needed some money to go to Buford. That's kind of what she wanted. So, uh, T gave her some money and sent her on her way. So, but I'm glad she went that way. Buford can have her. But anyway, so there was a, we did there was a CT scan done, and a CT scan showed that there was not a brain bleed as it bleeding, it had it had been knocked or something happened to it. Several weeks, months, they don't even know. And what had happened was it had put a little bit of pressure on his brain. But the actually, and this is how great your body is. The doctor told us the neurosurgeon finally that came in later on. The neurosurgeon said. Uh, your body is wonderful, when your blood is wonderful when it stays in veins. But when it comes outside the veins, the body hates it. It's full of iron and proteins and different things that the body does not like. So, and, and I could relate to it in the beekeeping world. In the beekeeping world, if there's something that ever gets in that hive, they will actually encapsulate it in propolis and seal it off right. to keep it pure. Well, that's what the... Dad's brain had done; it had made a membrane around that blood, and encapsulated it, and kind of just kept it there. All right. So, in in that it sounded so bad, it wasn't so bad that it was leaking and bleeding and all this stuff. Okay. So, just wanted to let you know that. But it did make him weak, and the different things. The neurosurgeon said, "No surgery. Not going to do it. We're going to move on to something else." So. Um, when, when you, when you give out something and, and, and give pieces of information, it sounds really bad. And, and it is, it is tough on an older person, An older person, you know, as well as I do, it's harder for them to fight things, but prayer Amen. is the great equalizer. Amen. I mean, it's the great equalizer. All right. You can say, well, let's over here Well, faith, well, this. well, prayer. All right. So we're believing a believing bunch of people. We believe, as we keep going on, that he'll get better. So they had to put a feeding tube in his nose, and that wasn't very good. Um, he has swelling in his lymph nose, so we're going to see an oncologist later on, maybe Monday or so. He's on medication. The medication is working. Anna was with him. Where's Anna? Anna was with him last night, and he was very responsive. Yeah, she's asleep. I'm sorry. We've been kind of staying 24-7, so if I got a few bags and T's got a few bags... If I fall asleep preaching, we're good. Mom too. She's she's been a little frazzled, but she came in yesterday and became the Florence Nightingale of of nurses, and she popped old pop up and fed him. She was shoving him full of of uh, ice and and uh, popsicles and and uh, what was that other stuff? Pudding. She's laying it on him, so he was eating and he got stronger. So. Um, they're going to take him and maybe put him in a step-down room. For some of you nurses that are here, know what a step-down room is. It's just taking him out of the ICU. But the ICU was so full, the step-down room was so full. They're having to—it's just like inventory. They're having to wait till two leave and bring two in, and two leave and two in. He should have been out of the ICU maybe before that, but there was two other people that was ahead of him that was in there that needed to go. So he's going to go to a step-down room, and then we will, then we will assess and the the doctors will assess forward but he is talking he was talking last night with Anna he would say a few things when we were there but he did eat he had not eat for two or three days so it was extremely weak and uh, but just keep praying for him that's what we're that's what we're up against and um, we know that um, we have your support in prayer Uh, some of you have come and I don't think you can't I mean it's just you can't have a bunch of people in the room but Joyce and Danny came the other night. we sure appreciate that. But we appreciate your prayers more than anything. All right. <clears throat> so just continue to remember, remember dad. <clears throat> Excuse me. Remember the family. Also, remember the family of Susan Fawbush. You know, Sister Nell passed away. When was it, Monday? Sunday. And um, and we respect their wishes, and, and there won't be a service or anything. We just, just love Susan with, with love and um, and we give them all of our support. So whatever she needs and whatever the families need, we'll be there for them. So we sure do appreciate you. And that's kind of the update on dad. They've done all kind of MRI. They did echocardiogram on his heart. They've done uh, EEG. And really there's, they're moving to another step as far as the the um, diagnosis. So So we're going to, Uh, Just trust in the Lord. We believe in doctors. We believe in medicine. Amen. And believe that will help them get stronger, but your prayers are more, like I said before, it's a a tug of war in that hospital. Demons and good angels, yes, they are there. They are. Our sisters know that, that when you walk in that place, you know, you, you, you think, man, Brother Dale's in bad shape. And then you look over to this other person that's, not going to make it. So, so, we thank God that we're in the position that we're in. All things are done to make us better, right? Aren't we supposed to be made stronger from all this, right? Christians, remember, tragedy does not destroy a Christian. It defines who they are. They made it through this because of what? Their faith. Amen? So, let's stand to our feet. Let me make a few more announcements and then we'll get started. <clears throat> Lord bless you. Like I said before, if you need anything... Um, just call us, and we'll try to send out uh, updates on WhatsApp and different things to uh, to keep you updated, brother. Aaron will be speaking for us Wednesday night. Um, coming up, my Lord, it's October. Uh, October the first, we'll have we'll have a regular service, brother. Um, what was his name, brother? Trevor Emons was supposed to be here, but his daughter had some kind of recital or something, so he he couldn't leave home. October the seventh, we'll b- resume back with Bible study. All right, that'll be October the 7th, Bible study from 6 to 8, and if you want to have a prayer meeting before that from 5 to 6, we'll open up the, <clears throat> open up the sanctuary, and if you want to have a, an hour of prayer before we start, then you should, can do that because we have a couple of meetings coming up October the 8th, which will be that same weekend. Brother David Gadman will be with us from um, Brother Homer Longoria's church. He'll be with us both services on that Sunday. October the 15th, Brother George Quinn will be here for the weekend. I don't know. I'm going to talk to him about maybe if he wants to do a Saturday night Sunday um, or two back-to-back on Sunday, I'll let you know. October 29th, Brother Vernon Manahan will be here from um, the Philippines, and we'll have one service that Sunday, and that will be our fall festival after the first service. We'll go down to the a city park in gillsville like we usually do and have hamburgers hot dogs games and all the different things for that so just keep that in mind that's october we'll be announcing a little bit more <clears throat> like i said before uh like brother ryan was talking about you know reading the bible and 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 praying th- this makes you pray right. amen. god who might give you a tragedy to see how much you'll pray right. exactly. so we're praying amen, amen. we're praying for the thomas family and uh, Debbie and, and uh, Janet and and Sister Audrey also, and the ones that are that are affected by this passing, we just got to realize he's in a better place. Amen. We may miss him in separation, but he's better now than he ever has been. A doctor on this side cannot touch what he is on that side. Amen. There's not a drug. There's only one drug, and that's called the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost. He just put him over into another dimension, and he's going to leave him there waiting for us to get ready to get out of here. So let's um, let's bow our heads. Oh, good to have our brother with us. Brother Luis, I can't remember his name. What's? Fran? Fran. Brother Fran, good to have you with us, man. I knew you was from Brother Martin's church. I just didn't remember your name, so I can hardly remember mine sometimes. So, um, yes. Yeah, the first Sunday. Yes, we'll have. am sorry, we'll have communion the first Sunday. That'll be the first. Yes. So we'll have regular service, communion, and foot washing on that. Thank you so very much. I appreciate that. And y'all pray for us. This may be silly, but we got to make communion wine, and Dad always made it. So pray that we know what we're doing. Okay. Yeah. Don't be laughing. It ain't a laughing thing when you buy three hundred dollars worth of of uh, grapes and you're hoping that you're going to get some wine out of it all right so dad's always made the wine him and mom and it's been really good and it's been made by holy hands and we didn't have to go out and buy it praise god i've been to many many churches where they have to go out and buy it and they just lay hands on it and it's got all kind of stuff in it but we're fortunate enough here that dad's always made a communion wine we've never had to buy it and uh, and we ask a prayer that uh, we put enough sugar and we put enough this and that and the other in it to get it to ferment, so that we can have communion. I'm not. I'm trying. I'm not being silly. I, I don't want to waste 100 pounds of grapes. All right. I want to give us some, um, some good communion wine to last us to the coming of the Lord. Amen. So just remember that in prayer. <clears throat> Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for this day you've given us. We truly are a blessed people. We can stand today with many things going on, tragedies and sickness and. And different things, Sister Frida being in a hospital, Lord, we pray that you touch her now, Lord. Take that away from her, <coughs> what's got her in. And Father, I pray that you'd be with Dad and the different ones, the Thomas family. Lord, just be with us now as we come in here now and sit down. As the family of Spoken Word Church, and we listen, Lord, to what you have given us to speak to the people. Father, we pray that you'd be with each one. Forgive us of our sins. Bless this day and continue to be with us, Lord. Be with the bride around the world, Father. Brother Jewel Forney, Lord, different ones that we, we've we thought about, Lord, that's called and asked about. Dad, Lord, we pray that you touch them too because they're going through trials also. Father, just bless this day in Jesus' name. Amen. Man, I talked to Brother Jewel and he couldn't hardly talk. He's just so weak. So let's just remember Brother Jewel too. <coughs> Excuse me. He's going through a, through a battle of his own. All right, so let's go. This is Son of Man, part 130. If you'll load her up. We'll get started. In the beginning was the Word. The Word was with God and the Word was God. And that Word was made flesh and dwelt among us. And we beheld his glory, the only begotten of the Father. I will make that bigger. Sorry about that. We appreciate our youngins in the back, don't we? Amen. We appreciate them. Sure do. But we're going to zoom this youngin in right here. How that? All right. We good? All right, that was the scripture I was reading in Psalms. We, we believe that precious in the sight of the Lord is the death of his saints. Amen. In the beginning was the Word, Word was with God, and Word was God. And that Word was made flesh and dwelt among us. And we beheld his glory, the glory of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. John 3:3 3, 3 says, Jesus answered and said, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a the man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. There is no way you can understand. The kingdom of God, because it's always contrary to man. Like we're supposed to rejoice, they cry. We cry, they rejoice. So it's just totally, we're just, you know why? We're kingdom people, but not this kingdom. This world is not my home. I'm just passing through. Brother, Brother uh, Howell Thomas just passed through. But thank God he influenced a lot of lives before he passed on through it and the lord knew that and that's why he got him here around us i believe god sends people in our midst to tell us that he loves us and he loves us through a group of people that loves each other that has a church family that is stronger than a than a than a natural family <clears throat> revelation is 19.6 and you can be seated and i heard it as a word the voice of a great multitude and the voice of many waters and the voice of mighty thunderings saying, Hallelujah, for the Lord God omnipotent reigneth. Let us be glad and rejoice and give honor to him, for the marriage of the Lamb has come. And his wife. We're getting to wife. Brother Brown called us bride, but we're heading toward a wife because when he was calling them bride, they were not mature. They were just babbling Pentecostal babies that did not understand what was going on. Amen? But it was for a mature group, for that group that wasn't there. Brother Brown said, it's not for you. All right, well, this is for us. This is a mature wife. June, we've been married 40-something years here coming up in a few weeks. We know each other more now than we ever have. She's my wife. She was my bride at one time. Now she's my wife. But remember, we have a life together. So we got to do, as Brother Ryan said, our life together with our lover should be read his word. Read his love letter. Talk to him. All right. And to her was granted that she should be arrayed in fine linen, clean and white, for the fine linen is the righteousness of saints. And thank God for me and you. The promise to us is, is we won't get that white robe over there. You're wearing it right now if you're born again. All right. So you don't have to worry about going changing clothes. No. Those white robes, she should be arrayed in fine linen, clean and white, for the fine linen is a righteousness saints you may be seated Amen. first peter one verse twenty two we' we'll, we'll get to um, a little bit of well, I, I still want to continue on being born again because being born again is something you that's very important, but we have to make sure that we know as as brother um uh we were talking um several well last week with brother uh, Andrew glover about um and, and and you know he gets around and he preaches to many places and and he was in agreement with me that, that growth in the message is not really preached a lot. Right. Right. It's just believe the message, have a good time, you know, let the preacher get loud and let him start running and you start running and you start shouting and he starts shouting. I'm telling you, I'm sorry, That's just, it's just Pentecostal babies. I'm not saying they're not born again. I'm just saying there's not, the growth has to be preached from the pulpit. Amen. You cannot get growth without eating. And you got to eat the right kind of food. All right? And the right kind of food is a five fold ministry folded up five times and given out to me and you from a pulpit through the foolishness of preaching and teaching, which we have and have been. But we still got to grow more. We still got. Our mandate is to continue to grow. That little caterpillar, he just eats and eats. You know why? Because the caterpillar can't fly. We need eagles that can fly. He's an earthbound creature, but there's something inside of him. There's something inside of him that wants to fly. All right? I'll actually say amen if you don't want to. And hallelujah. Thank you, buddy. (laughs) Seeing you have purified your souls in obeying the truth. Look, seeing you have purified, we're going to talk about that. Today we're going to pull your body apart. How yucky is that, kids? We're going to pull your body apart, body, spirit, and soul. We're going to see how this statue of perfect man affects us in our life as a Christian. Because if you're not a Christian, you're not going up to the statue of perfect man. All right? All right. If you're not born again, you're not going up to the statue of perfect man. If you're not born again, you are dead. Right. Amen. But we want to die. Right. Amen. Kind of a paradox. We want to die. Paul tells us in a few minutes, we'll look at the word mortify. Mortify comes into the word mortician, or to be stiff and to be dead. All right? right. Seeing you have purified your souls and obeying the truth through the spirit unto unfeigned love of the brethren. All right? How does that channel? Through the brethren, through the brotherly kindness, as we were talking about. See that you love another with a pure heart, fervently, being born again, not of corruptible seed or corruptible word, but of incorruptible That's what happened, and we'll talk about this down through the church ages. I want you to understand the importance of the full word being back here today. I said today, current, today, this day, 2023, September 24th, all right? Being born again, not of corruptible seed, but of incorruptible. By the word of God, that's doing what he said which liveth and abideth forever. And that word being is begot again, be born again. Now, not to be. Now, listen. I want you to understand. That's why we're going to pull this thing apart. Once you're born again in your soul, you don't have to be reborn. You are a born-again believer. But why would Paul say being born again? Why would he say you got to keep growing? You got to keep going. All right? To produce again. Listen. You are a child of the King today if you're born again. You're in the family of God. Sealed, signed, and ready to go if something were to happen. But God doesn't want you to stay a baby. God didn't stay a baby in Jesus Christ, He came to full maturity. So he wants you to do the same thing. You know why? We'll look at it this afternoon. We got to get to that adoption part to where not only do you get a checkbook, you get a checkbook when you're born again with Jesus' name signed on it. You just sign what you need and hand it, Brother Brown says, hand it to the bank of heaven and they'll fulfill it. But there'll come a time, this is the time, when God will give you a blank check. And you sign it. For whatever you need. If you speak to this mountain, don't wait on Jesus to sign it. You sign it. That ought to excite you. But he won't give you that empty check, blank check, if he knows you're going to write it for something else. That's why maturity. That's why you've got to come to the maturity of the word of God, that you'll know how to use it when you, can, when you get it. You'll know how to use that check book we know we can't outright checks we can't bankrupt heaven all right but you can write a check that may not be what god wants you to write it to but by maturity we know exactly adoption is the mind of god being in you so much to where your mind just goes away and praise god that's what i want all right i've got too much of my thinking going on amen I hope you do too. I hope you stinking thinking is what we always said. <clears throat> Get rid of your stinking thinking. Brother Brown said you must be born again in nineteen sixty one, so no matter how much we think, try to think we're right in saying a creed or joining a church, you're still what you were until you're actually born again. All right? Of the Spirit of God, it doesn't change you. What, those creeds, your creeds joining church or just coming to the message or just saying, I believe Brother Barnum was a prophet. Come on, somebody. I've read 12 books and 12 tapes. I got stars and I can read and I can do. Let's get born again first. Right. Get down to the basic, get back into this because, listen, the message doesn't birth you. Right. Right. This births you. Brother Branham doesn't birth you. Jesus Christ births you. All right? That's why I believe, too, we need to get back to the Bible and get down to the basis of where God is the one that's in control. But if you ever get born again, I'll promise you in the name of the Lord Jesus, you'll come to this message. And you'll have an understanding like you never had before. But you can until you're born again. All right? So that's the most important thing. If Brother Brown said that 60 years ago, it's still important that you get born again. And know that you are. Right. Know that God's done something in your life and you're walking, even though you may be in sanctification. But God's done something in your life. Right. Amen. As Brother Ryan said, it's not just, we, we don't believe in Alcoholics Anonymous. Right. Uh, it's a good program for somebody to go through. But you know what they tell you? Once an alcoholic, what? Always an alcoholic. You get born again. That won't happen again. Everybody with me? Because why? Because whatever that is is, you, is in the AA. You're just suppressing it. We don't want to suppress something. We want it dead. And when it's dead, it will never bother you again. Your creed, joining church, or changing your ideas. Are your good intentions? Although, as good as it might seem, it's still not right. There's something got to happen. The new birth is an experience, <coughs> something that takes place. So, it's not that you bring, it's not that that brings the new birth. Now, the different churches that say, well, you accept this or believe that, but it isn't. Same way with the message believers. All you got to do is believe the message. No, the devil believes the message. He was right there when Brother Round spoke it. Acts 1 verse 8 says, but you shall receive power after, after that the Holy Ghost is come upon you. After you get the new birth is when your power or that dunamis is going to take over. And yeah, you're going to have problems. Yeah, that that old thing is going to still try to come back. But remember, the reason I did it is because it was part of me. As Brother Ryan said, the reason, the pornography, the smoking, the drinking, whatever, I mean, your laundry list may not be his or mine. All right? But you all had a problem, and it was seated in your soul, right. your soul. Right. It was a very part of you. You didn't have a problem doing it right. before God took a hold of you. Right. But when God got a hold of you, he just took that whole one out. Right. 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 The Bible says you shall be witnesses. What would be a witness if you meet them in a liquor store every three or four times a week? You'd be a witness, all right. all right. So let's look at this. To make the importance of this age, and I want you to remember in the back of your mind what Brother Brown said. He said, every age got a blessing and every age got a curse, right? Or, or a, a salutation. Uh, You're doing good, but. But remember the last age. Read Revelation 3.14. There is no good that age only that we ought to know where to buy the ISAV and where we need to buy all these different things but you and I are in the worst age that ever was and God knew that that's why He put you here That's why He put you here but Revelation 314 tells us that we have come to a place that we get all this plus it took a prophet to stand the one day and say, hey, every blessing the church got from all seven church ages is in this age. And all the cursings that was in the, all the ages come here. Because we'll read it this afternoon. I didn't interject it today. Maybe just one scripture. The Bible says that, I, that God hates the deeds of the Nicolaitans. Then the next scripture says the doctrine of the Nicolaitans in other words you and I today we have a doctrine when you first come to the message you probably didn't see water baptism you probably didn't see one God now don't tell me you saw it all at once come on but as we kept what washing by the right water amen we come to a realization of these great mysteries Amen. amen But there's some that won't. There's some that will pass through and never get it. I'm sorry. But you and I are given all, also all the power of those ages. Remember, lion, ox, man, and eagle, we're in the eagle age, but the prophet of God said you and I would have all four of those, which is the Holy Ghost in the end time. Amen? Because just to make it through the day, you have to have that ox. Labor, get me through, Lord. Listen, if I'm preaching to people that don't need that, then wouldn't it all go to house? Okay, all right. So we are, we are, we are the ones that need the lion. We need the boldness. Amen. We need the ox. We need the labor. I'm got to get up tomorrow's Monday. It hits old people too. It hits us worse. We try to recharge on Saturday and Sunday, and Sometimes we don't plug in fast enough, do we? (laughs) Right. She said, right. But we're still, though, we have a life to live. And we have to go to the lion, the ox, the man. Listen, you need intelligence, too. You need God's intelligence, God's knowledge to defeat the devil. That's the only thing that's going to defeat the devil. You're not, listen, get me right. You're not going to say, oh, I'm just going to pray every minute of every day. That's not going to defeat the devil. One word of authority, one word of authority beats years of praying. One word of authority. That's why we have to come to authority in this age. Because what happened in the other ages, look, in Revelation 6, 4, these horse riders, we'll get into that when we get in the seals, which will be up, up there in the capstone. That's why it's so important. But God gave them a power. They didn't even have one. Then went out another horse, it was red, and power was given to him. A permitted power. Brother Dale preached on this many, many years ago. Satan has a permitted power. God permits him to do things. God permitted him to jump on Job, but he just didn't know. He just thought he was going to destroy Job, but he made Job stronger. It makes us stronger to go through difficulties. It makes us stronger to go through trials. Like I said before, tragedy does not destroy a Christian. If you get destroyed by a tragedy, go back and get Christ. Amen? Get born again. It'll give you a whole new perspective on your life. Now, remember, Christ in the true church is a continuation of the book of Acts. But the book of Revelation shows how that the Antichrist spirit would come into the church. Now, come into church. Not more bar rooms, more prostitutes, more heathens, more of this. The church. Satan's not worried about the world today. He's worried about this church. He doesn't want this church to grow. He, does, he wants this church to fail. But if he can't make you fail, he'll make you lukewarm, formal, God bless you, brother, and powerless. Hmm. Everybody still believe Brother Brown was a prophet? Well that was a quote from him right there, so take it. Alright. Revelation of Jesus Christ. This is in the 1960s, the books, the church age book. Jesus Christ is God. Now I'm talking about Revelation. The Jehovah, the Old Testament, Jesus of the New. No matter how how excuse me, how hard you try, you can't prove the three gods. Now there was a lot of you come up that you swore by three gods. You swore by Trinitarian doctrine. You swore by all these things, right? Which what, Brother Brown said, that comes from the pits of hell? Because anything contrary to God is the devil. Anything. There is no no third person. (laughs) Hallelujah. There's no third person. It's either God or the devil. All right? That's your two powers. God has all of it. He gives Satan part of it to do what? Drive us, as the prophet said, drive us to our homeland as he drove, turned loose on six million Jews for the devil to send them back to their homeland so thank God for the trials Amen. make this trial a blessing that'll put you on your knees Amen. can you really say that or are you going to go sit in the closet and go "Oh, it was, why is this happening to me weakling weakling but it also takes a revelation by the Holy Spirit to make you understand that you know we can by repetition we can say God's one. God's one." God's one. There's only one God. Well, the devil knows that. The Bible says and trembles because of it. I mean, he's literally in front of God. Right now. Accusing us. But right now, the devil is not going, hey, I need to talk to Jesus. Hey, Father, can I? He knows that guy's one. He knows there's never been but one God. But what does he turn around and do and filter through his stinking thinking? He filters it to the earth and fills this whole earth with the Father, Son, Holy Ghost, baptism. Fills this whole earth with the Trinitarian doctrine. All except for just a little group of people. Tell you how shrewd he is. That's how shrewd he is. He knows for a fact there's only one God. But he feeds you a trinity. You know why? Because God permitted that power for him to... What, deceive and see if you would accept that deception or take the truth of God. As Brother Ryan says, listen, we're all free moral agents. You will be until the day you perish or the day we take a body change. You will and are a free moral agent. Now listen, if you're born again today in your soul, you're not. Can I get one amen? Amen. Thank you. All right. In your soul it's either God or the devil. Now, God is not a compromiser. God doesn't lose. God doesn't ever have a moment that he goes, I don't know if I want to do that or not. You see what you get at the new birth? You get the very soul of God, a piece of him. Doesn't just come in and get beside you. I thought he burnt that old you out and put him in. And then he molds with your character. Come on somebody. He molds with that character you've got. They'll give you the ability to teach <coughs> the ability to pray. I, I don't pray a lot. I'm sorry, I, my dad will even agree with you, with that because he's not. He's not a prayer warrior. We pray as we walk through life, just walking through life looking. We're praying all the time. You don't have to get behind something, get in front of something, and get on your knees. It would be nice because, you know what? You get a tragedy, that's when you do hit your knees, when it affects you, all right? Amen. It takes a revelation to see that Jehovah of the Old Testament is Jesus of the New. Satan crept into the church and blinded the people to this truth. How did he blind the people? Weak pulpit. He got in the preachers. Right. Amen. He got in the preachers and that the preacher then delivered that false doctrine to the people. Right. And they eat it. Amen. That's why they conquered the Nicolaitans is conquering the laity. Nico is conquer. Where did they conquer it from? Pulpit. Right. Where did right. all false doctrine come from? Pulpit. Satan crept into the church and blinded the people to this truth. And when they were blinded to it, it wasn't long until the church of Rome stopped baptizing in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. You want to make a Baptist mad? Because they hate Catholics. I mean, they really do. They say, the mother whore, they're this, they're that. I mean, they're pretty... Thank God we got somebody that just, you know, that's not wishy-washy like a Methodist. Throw by the other day and um, uh, there was a preacher there at one of the Methodist churches on my route. And it's a, it's a colored church, AME. So Randy Jones has been the pastor for ever how long I've been there. You know, the name's on the thing. Randy Jones. That means he's a man. Well, the other day, they voted to be whatever that was with the other Methodist people, and and now that name's gone, and Sister Mercy somebody. I can't remember. When I saw that word, I thought, no, they did not. But they did. They elected a woman preacher. So anyway, but if you want to make a Baptist mad, tell him, say, look, that baptism that you got, Tom Faulbush did the same thing. I'm glad Tom was so big that people didn't really hurt that man. If he'd have been a little pity guy, he'd have got whipped. But he was so big and strong, he'd say, "Your baptism come from the same place hell. from hell, yeah." And he said, "Your baptism came from that Catholic church that you say you hate." You won't make a Baptist mad. You tell him that. Just be ready to bob and weave, cause it'll make him mad. It will make them literally mad. But it's the truth. That's where it all came from. And it's of the devil. All right? So Brother Brown said, look, in the resurrection West Palm Beach, see, I don't want to blame you people. It's the pulpits where it started. No wonder that's the damnation of the country. When Satan got in the pulpit, it's the truth. All right? Failing to preach the unadulterated word of God. And the word of God will produce exactly what it said it would do. Listen, stop for a minute. That's why we need a prophet. That's why we had to have somebody to restore the word back. But we explain it all away. It's all away. It's for some other day. It's for some other person. I can't live this. No, you can't. God's got to live it through you. In the masterpiece, 1964, the prophet of God said, Notice this masterpiece when Satan got a hold of it the deceiver broke through the walls marred the masterpiece listen there wasn't a crisis meeting in heaven God knew this was gonna happen because that's the way he did it how do you do it I'll go more into detail of it how do you do it the masterpiece was walled by the Word of God right Adam and Eve he's talking about and the masterpiece itself of the family was fortified by this word <clears throat> I was thinking the other day I'll uh, um, address it to you a little bit now. You, you think about you take Brother Howell for example. He's passed on, all right. He's lived his life passed on. But you know that was the time that God was standing in eternity. He said, "I'm going to have Howell Thomas. Right. Mm-hmm. He's going to come on this earth. He's going to be X, Y, Z. He's Going to have kids. He knows all that. And I'm going to take him home on September the 23rd. Not not a, not a surprise to to anybody, but maybe us. All right." but he's standing there and it's just the way I think he's standing there in eternity but he steps over and he gets into time with, and, and he starts into time with Adam and Eve and he's like man they're going to do it they're, they're going to they're bring the ones I want and he knew they wasn't but he was gracious anyway when he put them in flesh he knew they would fall so they fell now God didn't say now how in the world am I going to get Hal Thomas here no he said don't worry Whatever it was, 1937 or whatever year he was born, he put two and two together and got him here. You will not interrupt the plan of God. Amen. Satan did not interrupt the plan of God. Right. How Thomas was coming to the earth because God thought of him. And he knew when he brought him here, he would want the Holy Ghost. And God would give him the Holy Ghost. And then he would give him it and cross paths with the prophet. Some may hate that. But I hope he crossed your path one day. I hope God crossed your path one day and then he sent you across the path of a prophet. The message of the hour. God's word. The word of God restored. Not the word of God made different. Man has made it different. The prophet of God came to restore the word. Restore the altar. Restore worship. Just as Elijah did. But he brought Brother Howell here and he said, Okay, I got him here. He's going to make a choice. This is what he's going to do. Now I'm going to take him home because his journey's over. Right, right. And I'm going to put him back in the condition I saw him in before the foundation of the world. Amen. Take that with you today and don't worry about death. Amen. Brother Brown said, remember when we crossed across the curtain of time, he said, don't bother me no more. Why in the world would that bother me now? Amen. To not have to go back to that. He was talking about his body laying on the floor. Deteriorating. Brother Hal had 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 his body had been deteriorating as as all our (coughs) bodies are because of the curse of sin. (coughs) On the body part, but that soul inside of him is is twirling at a million miles a second. See that's the paradox. You look at an older person, you see ones that are they're getting weaker and different things, but inside of them is a dynamo. Inside of them is an eternal person encapsulate. That's why sin, I was thinking about this yesterday. Sin, that's how horrible sin is. It will continue to make your body old, wore out, weak, but inside of you, if you're born again today, you're 18 years old. Man, I was was watching a football game yesterday and a guy got hit. He flipped up, up in the air, landed on his back, jumped up, run back in the huddle, I thought. Number one, I wouldn't be out there. Amen. But if I was, I'd still be laying there. Oh, yeah. But that's the curse of sin. Right. We've come to a place. But inside of you, though, Brother Ramon said, he said, it's that soul that God's Amen. dealing with. The soul of you. That's why then we don't worry about the world falling apart. Right. Talk about the world falling apart. Talk about your body falling apart. But we as Christians realize, though, that every time that hurt happens, there's something inside of you that says, we're going home. Amen. <clears throat> Let me out! Right. Right. Somebody ever say that, y'all? Let it out? Oh, oh, okay. This masterpiece was walled by the Word. In other words, God's Word. And the masterpiece itself of the family was fortified by this Word. What? Husband and wife. To bring forth his children. But the broken part, that was broke off of the original... <clears throat> went out beyond that wall. He's talking about Eve. Right. And he gives Satan a chance to mar it. <clears throat> Now, as you know what I believe, he's talking about serpent seed. But the great sculptor, when he seen the fall of his family, the masterpiece, he wasn't willing just to leave it lay there. In other words, he was not going to just stay there and go, well, wowsy, wowsy, woo. I had all these kids I was going to have, Brother Hal Thomas and all you brothers and sisters sitting here with a new birth. I ain't got no way to get you out now. no. He had to be a savior. He had attributes of redeemer, healer. Your father become the son and live in you with the Holy Ghost. Couldn't do that in that eternal condition. But he's bringing it back. Oh, it ought to make you happy. We ought not be sad. We ought not be sad for nothing. He wasn't willing that it would perish He went back to work to build it up again. The same way with the church. Listen, he had a bride in the first church age, and he told him immediately. He said, "You've left your first love. I'm going to have to divorce you because you've took up these deeds and doctrines of the Nicolaitans." That's why I'll read just in a few minutes. Brother Brown said there's been brides, brides, churches, brides. Everybody with me? He wasn't willing. It should perish. Lay there all the time. He's God. He will not be defeated. He went to work. <laughs> he said, I'll put enmity. I can see God. He's standing there. You know, he's talking to Adam and Eve, right? Come on, somebody. He's standing there talking to Adam and Eve in the garden. He's getting ready to run them out of the garden. He said, hey, don't worry. I'm bringing you back. And whatever you got, I'm going to restore back. Because I'm going to do it. I'm God. I'm going to be human flesh. I'm going to be your Savior. Amen. I'm not going to depend on Adam anymore. You're going to depend on me. Amen. I love that. That was a great promise. As Brother Ram said, as the skins flapped on their legs, as they walked out of the garden, he said, don't worry. I'm going to fix this thing. He will not be defeated. He went to work immediately and began to build again his own image A man, which was Jesus Christ. Now he's building what? Another image, his body, the bride. But he doesn't want a bride. He wants a wife. Or he would have said the bride made herself ready. He didn't. He said the wife. All right, look, Pergamian church age. How can you tell the spirits apart? Just give them the word test. If they don't speak that word, they are of the evil one excuse me as the evil one deceived the first two brides he will try to deceive the bride of this last day by trying to get her to what hybridize herself through creeds or just plainly turn from the word to any sign that suits her we see that now but God never placed signs ahead of the word signs follow the word as when Elijah told the woman to bake him a cake first according to the word of the Lord when she did, as the word said, the proper sign came. That's what we're looking at. We've we got to get the word first. got to get the word right first. Come to the word first and then watch the miracle. The seed word is energized by the Spirit. Today, as, as the brothers have been speaking, that we've had come, they've all kind of been one mind, one accord. We need to be happy about this place. Right. We need to be happy about the place we're in. Amen. If you're not happy about the place you're in, you need to be born again. <clears throat> Are we really excited about coming to church? Come on. Yeah. Really? You better ask yourself that question. Can't even get some of you, done cross your hands. Listen, I'm telling you, you can have all kind of, you can be built different, but don't tell me that if the word of God don't energize you and make you at least say amen every once in a while, you ain't born again. Amen. Well, you get quiet because so some of you do that. How can any messenger sent from God believe only part of the word? That's why I'm telling you. How can we only believe part of the Well, we believe Brother Brown was a prophet. Brother Dale was a great teacher. He, he, he did good. Brother Wade was just trying to do the best he can. Um, he's bringing in these brothers, trying to help us out a little bit. And uh, brother Aaron, he he's good. Brother, brother Bob, he's good. Brother Louise, he's good. We got some good. Oh Lord Jesus. Oh Lord, y'all not be that way. That's right. Amen, brother. Because as brother Andrew and I were talking the other day, if you take what other people preach. In these other churches, <clears throat> excuse me, it ain't all the truth. And some of us that go out say amen. 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 But I believe we have the truth. Yeah. I don't believe we have a truth. And I'm bragging on God. I'm not bragging on one person. If you start bragging on people and the Lord is say, no, it's, you, I'm number one. Amen. All right. <clears throat> same way with brother Brownham, you put so much on brother Brownham. that's why I believe God had to take him home sure, right. if brother Brown would have stayed we'd everyone been Jeffersonville would have been the only church in the world that's right? That's right but he didn't have that he had apostles prophets pastors teachers and evangelists to preach this message right. preach it right you say, "Oh, brother we can't keep it straight you better get somewhere else you can keep it straight if you got the Holy Ghost why can't the Holy Ghost keep his own word straight Sure he will. That's why you need somebody in the pulpit with the Holy Ghost, Brother Ram said. Backside of the devil. Backside of the devil. You're right. Backside of the desert experience. Kick the devil in the backside. You got to be happy. If you're not happy about what you're in, man, find something. Find something that makes you happy. I swear, please, find something that makes you happy. This makes me happy. <clears throat> How can any messenger sent from God believe only a part of the word and deny some of it? The true prophet of God in this last day will proclaim the whole word. Denominations will hate him. His words may be as harsh as John the Baptist who called them <laughs> vipers and snakes. You we think we're harsh every once in a while. <clears throat> but the predestinated will hear, look, and be ready for the rapture. Ready for the rapture, all right? I'm glad you got that revelation. Thank you. God bless you. Huh? Oh, thank you, Sister Christine. (laughs) Bless your heart. The royal seed of Abraham, that's us that are born again, with like faith as Abraham will hold to the word. Listen, 40 years, 50 years, 20 years, 30 years, hold on. for they are predestinated together. Now, first seal, Brother Brown was talking about, he's talking about the church, and he he keeps saying church. He says church, not to Christ, but to church. He keeps saying church, but then he stops. He stops, and he goes, uh, uh, oh, that makes me tremble. What? You know what? I believe he got a revelation. God said, don't call them church anymore. He said, you call them my bride. Oh, my, that just makes me tremble. I I hope that the church truly understands it. See what I mean? You people, I'm going to call you bride that you'll understand. So he has separated now the church from the bride. As I've said many, many times, when Brother Branham stood, we believe Brother Branham was a prophet, right? All right. He stood one day and he said, these denominational churches are lodges. Amen. Go to one. You'll see a lodge. Elks (laughs) Lodge. Nothing against the Elks Club. Don't come riding on your motorcycles up here, okay? Nothing against them, but it's not a church. Brother Bram tells us across the mystery. He said, after all this, and we'll get into it a little bit more this afternoon, excuse me, then we stand justified in the presence of God. Now, What I'm going to take you to here in just a second is, is now we know that the first church was a very powerful church. The first church didn't have a denomination in it. First church age, first two or three, two, three-ish, before Nicaea. There wasn't a a Baptist and a Methodist and a Pentecostal. Now, there was ideas and different doctrines running around, but they had the power of God in the lion, L-I-O-N, the lion part of the Holy Ghost, which was bold. Silver and gold have I none. But such as I have, he didn't have to reach in his pocket. Such as I have, give I unto you. Rise up and walk. All that got eroded, though, down through time. Man started going, well, that was for the apostles. Brother Brown, many, many times, he he reiterates that. He said, y'all think it was for some other age. Y'all think it was, well, you tell me when the apostolic age ceased. He said, but I can tell you when it began. On the day of Pentecost. So, thank God that he sent us a prophet to steer us in the right direction. Amen. Then we stand justified in the presence of God. So, all that to come to a full maturity, you can't come to full maturity with part word. Right. All right? right. Uh, as great as Paul was, as great as Irenaeus and Martin, different ones, as great as they are, they couldn't come to full word because they had a little bit of doctrinal issues, pieces. Okay? Loose ends, as Brother Ram will call them. But watch what he tells us here. He says, but we stand justified in the presence of God, as a drop of ink drop it into a tub full of bleach. <clears throat> You'll never find the stain of the ink no more. Right. It went somewhere. Amen. It was. Now it's not. That was me. It'll never come back again. You can't reverse the process. Everybody with me? You take ink. You take. You take, um, uh, Clorox. You drop ink in it. There's no other time that that ink is gonna. Come back together and be ink again. Gone. That's the way your sins are. That's the way my sins are. Your sins are. If we'll believe that that bleached blood of Jesus Christ will do it for us. And when man is truly redeemed. Now look, that doesn't mean that they were halfway. But when truly redeemed, that predestinated seed that sees it and accepts it, his sins are demolished, gone, separated, dropped in the ink of the blood of Jesus Christ. God will never remember it again. God forgets it. And he, you stand as a son and daughter of God in the presence of God. Amen and amen. Now we are the sons of God. Not we will be, we are. Now we are redeemed. We have Satan's answer. God has vindicated himself. God proves himself to his promise in this day. Hallelujah. The headship is here. What? He's declaring the Son of Man ministry is there. Right. <clears throat> Which is what? It's declaring that now you can become a wife. Right. Amen. He separated the bride part. <coughs> Y'all, excuse me. <coughs> he separated the bride part. He's got a church that used to be his bride. Right. He had to divorce them, put them away. Right. Now he has a bride. But he doesn't want that bride to just... I won't do it. If June was here, we we'd come back and stand right here. Right. And for 44 years, we stood right here. I wouldn't be able to wear my clothes and she wouldn't be able to wear her wedding gown, I promise you. And she's listening now, so she slapped the car or something. I don't know what she's done. <laughs> but wouldn't that be awful though? I mean, that was my wife. That was my bride. We got married and we stayed at the altar. Never had kids. Never had a house. We just stayed right here. Think about that. He didn't want that. He wanted us to say, I do. Walk out the door and start a life. And grow into a bride, groom, and a bride. Then grow into husband and wife. See, to me, that's Satan's answer sure we had problems listen you can't take all your life and say well I'm proud of all this sorry let's just put it in a box somewhere <clears throat> life's life but we believe life lessons remember tragedies are for a purpose makes us stronger we have Satan's answer God has vindicated himself God proves himself to his promise in this day who is that me and you Hallelujah, the headship is here. Amen. Christ, the risen Lord, is here. And the same power of his resurrection that he ever was manifesting himself. There's the devil's answer. You can sit and talk to him all you want to. But if you don't produce it, if your life don't speak louder than your words, right. Satan's just going to go, I'm with you when they're not. Right. Amen. <clears throat> so here's my quote. Never since Jesus Christ was on this earth has Satan had such a formidable opponent. And let me add this that doesn't look very formidable to the world. But he's hiding his power in his wife. God's not a betting man, but he's put everything he's got on this bride. All the power, all the promises. Everything he's got is right here on me and you. You may not look out like a formidable opponent, but you are. Oh, I get beat and I get. So. You know what? That's what Jesus has been looking for. When he was standing on the earth in John 17, he said, Lord, I pray that they may be one like me and you are one. I've read you that a hundred times. To me, that's the bride's prayer because what he said, he said, Lord, don't take them out of the world, but protect them. Right. Amen. All right? Amen. Don't take them out of the world. We're going to live in the world. Yeah. Tomorrow, call me at lunch tomorrow and say, this is the best Monday I ever had in my life. About a third of you might, and that would be the ones that don't work on Monday. But the rest of us that's going to have to work tomorrow, yeah, okay. But he didn't promise to take us out of the world, but he promised to help us handle it. Every adversity. We're supposed to turn death into life. We're supposed to turn death, a tragedy, into what? A party. Lord of mercy. We parted in the world and we can't even party when we're born again. You just got to learn how to party. I don't like that. Well, sorry. It's like Brother Joel Forney said. He said, buddy, he said, now, he said, when I was growing up, of course, now, he was growing up in the 80s, and he was carried a gun in places he shouldn't have carried a gun. Did a lot. He told his testimony. But he said, oh, he said, he said, now, they was always that, that black and white. You know, always that, you know, I'm black white, you know, that separation. He said, but, oh, brother, he said, let me and that white guy get drunk. He said, we slobber on each other. we hanging on to each other. we saying we love you. We go, together, go somewhere together. He said, you ever get drunk on the Holy Ghost? He said, you'll love your brother. It doesn't matter what color it is. If you can love him and party out there, why can't we love him and party in here? Oh, wait a minute. (laughs) Bust loose one of these days. Let me read this and then we'll close. I ain't got to where I wanted to get to. When you try to put the Holy Ghost, it's the rising of the sun, 1965. When you try to put the Holy Spirit in a denomination, you're as much as you get a sputter, you'll ruin your engine by getting it full of carbon. But, oh, I'm so glad there's a 10,000 octane power, the Word of God, and a Holy Ghost to light it up. Amen. All right, the Word is dead laying right here. It has no life at all. That's got to come off inside of you. Then the Holy Ghost can help, help you look and say, oh, that's me. Amen. And to resurrect the power of God into a man's life or a woman's life or into a church. That shoved that Cadillac down the road yonder under the dynamic, dynamic power of the Holy Ghost. Now, he's talking about, I would say he's talking about the first church and all the different things, the dynamo. But then all of a sudden, what happened? Starts sputtering. Bring some man's ideas in. Right. <clears throat> that was the first sheaf come up from all the prophets, which is the Son of God, the King of all prophets. There's been churches, churches, brides, brides, churches. Brides, brides. But there's got to come one. Hallelujah. You can say me if you want to. Our brother did. There has to come a real bride. Now, not that the other ones were false. They just had false ideas in them. All right? There has to come a real bride... There must come one that not only got the mechanics but the dynamics of it, makes that church live, move in the power of his resurrection. Until we come to that place, until we find that place, what good does it do to polish the hubs? What good does it do to give it a facelift? Or if those of you that don't know what Simonized job is, that's wax. There was a company called Simonized. It was called Simonized Wax. Right? Then there's no dynamics in it. No matter how much the mechanics proves to be right, there's got to be dynamics to make it work. <clears throat> Revelations nineteen six. For I heard as it were the voice of great multitude, and the voice of many waters, the voice of mighty thunderings. You know, I was thinking the other day, it doesn't just thunder by itself. It'll help you understand the thunders if you'll understand what I'm fixing to tell you. Something had to happen to make it Thunder. There had to be some lightning before there's a thunder. All right? The thunder is an afterthought of what's already happened. Remember, you see the lightning, and they always say count how many seconds, and if you count 1,001, 1,002, and if it boom, 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 that means it was two miles away. It struck two miles away because it took that much time for that sound to get to your ear. We'll talk about that a little bit later on because we got to get into thunders when we get up here in the cap voice of mighty thundering saying hallelujah for the Lord God omnipotent reigneth let us be glad and rejoice and give honor to him for the marriage of the lamb has come and his wife has made herself ready to her was granted that he sh- she should be arrayed in fine linen clean and white for the fine linen is the righteousness of the Saints let's read this real quick and then we'll close the comforter 1961 There'd be drugs in drugstore, but there's got to be a doctor to diagnose the case. If he didn't, he might kill you. So, therefore, you've got to have a diagnosis of the case. You just can't go and take a sinner and give him the Holy Ghost. He's got to repent first. He's got to be washed, baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. His sins away. He's got to be prepared for this great vitamin that's going to be given him. Now, we have a sacred trust. You know what that trust is? We have an inheritance, a heritage that we inherit as believing children. It's a sacred trust, and that sacred trust and our sacred heritage is the Word of God. What? That's been given to us. Then he says the full Word of God. The Word itself is the vitamin. The Word itself is... God's word that that's their musicians come on that's where reason I'm so dogmatic we had a preacher that was real dogmatic brother Dale was real dogmatic it was a word or nothing I would call it on standing on this word no matter what anything else says if it's not with the word I don't believe it see if you want to believe it that's all right but to me it takes the word because heaven and earth will pass away but my words Shall never fail. Therefore, it takes that word. Let me read this real quick. And this is where we'll start this afternoon. <clears throat> we haven't really touched the token much, and and I want to I want to just interject something real quick. Let's stand to our feet. <clears throat> there was a doctrine many years ago that that um, there was no giving of the Holy Ghost because of this quote. Because Brother Ram said the true token only comes in the end time. All right? So there was a doctrine that there was no Holy Ghost given. It's called no Holy Ghost doctrine. Bob Lambert. Dad knew him. Brother Mike Canada knew him. But he said you didn't get the Holy Ghost. It was just an anointing. You didn't get the Holy Ghost. And it really fit with, you know, what their belief was of the Holy Spirit up here. Where Brother Brown says you've come all this way and you ain't got the Holy Ghost yet. But listen, folks, the token is the baptism of the Holy Ghost. It was given on the day of Pentecost how dumb was that for us to believe that it wasn't the Bible says that Pentecost the Holy Ghost fell on them you see what I mean man's ideas will supersede the word every time man's ideas will supersede the word every time but it will not conquer the word because there was a group of people that didn't believe that told the white eagle to go back to wherever he was Ohio wherever was he called himself the white eagle sorry He wasn't a white eagle to me. The Holy Ghost came on the day of Pentecost, the true. Now, what Brother Branham is talking about, what's he talking about? The fullness. The Holy Ghost can only work with what word you've got. Right? Right? And if you've still got a Father, Son, Holy Ghost baptism, the Holy Ghost can never anoint that. He can't anoint, he cannot anoint false doctrine. He cannot, he hates it. We're reading this afternoon. He said, I hate the deeds of the Nicolaitans. I hate the doctrine of the Nicolaitans. Yeah, God hates. Amen. He hates anything contrary to the Word of God. And we can display the token of the Holy Spirit, shows that we have been accepted in Christ. And that is our token that all we have need of is already purchased by him. Alright? So there's your quote You get everything at your new birth. Down here. You get five toes one, you get five hands on one hand, you get two eyes, you get a nose, right? But can you drive a car? You can't drive a car at three years old, five years old. Some of you can't drive at 16. What are you laughing about? But you're still a human, but you got to grow. Same way in God, we got to grow. How many times we, that's the whole thing, it's growth. It's growth in God shows that we have been accepted in Christ, and that is our token that all we have need of is already purchased by him. All right? We are identified with our token. The token must be ready. The blood, covenant blood, is not recognized without the token. What was the token? The blood that was applied to the lintel of the, of the, of the um, door, that the death angel would come and he'd see that blood and he'd go away. He'd see that blood and he'd go away. But if he didn't see that blood, guess what? He went right under the door and took the firstborn. Death in the camp without the token. The word assures us of the promise. The token is the sign that the purchase has been made for us. Full obedience. Full obedience to the full Word of God, entitles us to what? The token of the end time, the body change, the getting out of here, the rapture. No other way is there that you could ever be entitled to the token until you fully obey the Word of God. Now, what somebody has put into it, added to it, not what that somebody's put into it or added to it, but what God said about it. When he said you must be born again, that don't mean jump up and down at the altar. That don't mean walk back there and shake somebody's hand with the pastor. That don't mean all this foolishness that we've seen done. It won't mean putting your name on a church book. It means death to yourself first and life to the second being. It means that the blood has been applied and you're identified by the life of Jesus Christ. And if he be the vine, we be the branches. The life that's in the branch is also from the vine. It'll bear the fruit. When we go and pick those um, grapes and all that different stuff, it's going to come from a grapevine. It will bear the fruit. Are you ready to bear fruit? Let's sing a song. God bless you. Didn't get where I was going to go, but we'll get there this afternoon. Father, I you. If you have a need. Somebody you depend on, somebody you can trust. He said, I'll never leave you, I'll never forsake you. I'll never put more on you than you can bear. We've got to believe that.
0: You're dwelling inside me, Holy Spirit. Let's sing that again. Holy Spirit.
3: ask you a question real quick before we go. Has <clears throat> anybody got comfort food that they eat that gives them comfort? I have a comfort comforter. When I get back in my recliner and lay down, yeah, some of you laugh. Go ahead. When I lay down in my recliner, I don't feel real comfortable till I pull that little, I mean, I think Sister Barbara gave it to me for Christmas last year, and pull it up over me, and I feel so comfortable. I'm so warm. I'm comfortable. I don't care if it's raining outside, thundering, train going by, or the dog's barking. I'm in my comfort zone. That says that the Holy Spirit should be that same way to me and you. But we ain't got to reach over and get him and put him on us. You just got to let him live out from what's inside. Has he ever said, I'm pleased to dwell? That, you know what? You think of all the things that we have, all the, <clears throat> just think of everything in your life. But when God said that day, he said, when he gave you the baptism of the Holy Ghost, he said, I am pleased and comfortable to dwell in that person, in your soul. But he wants you to continue to grow. He wants you to be comfortable in your memory and your reasoning, your conscience. He wants you to be comfortable with the knowledge that you have and the temperance and the patience. If you're not comfortable with it, just keep going. One day God's going to show you you do have a comfort zone. And you can pull that cover around you, Brother Danny, and let the world go by. Pull the Holy Ghost over you sometime and just let the world go by. And just say, God, I'm comfortable with you. You got to come to a place or you'll drive yourself crazy. You can't be uncomfortable if you have the Holy Ghost. Because that's what's going to lead you and guide you into all truth. Holy Spirit, you're a comfort to me. When the world is not, when the world is running into chaos, don't know what to do here, don't know what to do.